the whole thing in one. You will not cut. Yep. Okay. No, we won't cut. I saw um, Grand Hotel for the first time about a month ago. Oh, did you? Oh, fantastic. Ten seconds from now, right? How much did your rather fraught childhood re-emerge in your playing of emotionally disturbed women?
just lay there in their plans Who had it for? There's no reason to you need is wrapped in gold silver sleeves left beneath Christmas trees in the snow and I will take you and leave you alone watching spirals of white softly flow over your eyelids and all you did We'll wait until the point when you let go
The first job I had when I left school was a, a theatre projectionist, and I saw your film Sudden Fear four times a day for seven days, so I had a very good chance to analyse your performance. And it seemed to me the outstanding thing about you was that you believed in it so much and you were positively willing the audience to believe in it too. And this is a quality I, I've noticed come out many, many times. Do, do, you, do you agree with this? Well, I think I believed in that uh, so tremendously because it was my first, as we call it, my first baby. It was my first independent production. But um, actually, I don't think anybody starts out to make a bad film. We all hope that each one will be good or even great. But that one I particularly adored. And thank you. I'm sorry you had to look at it so many times. Oh, it was a great pleasure. Was there one particular moment in your career where you suddenly said to yourself,
to play career women in, in a lot of your films and of course you're a very celebrated uh, businesswoman in real life and yet I see you as essentially a very feminine person. How have you reconciled the, these two opposites? Well, you know something, I, I played career women long before I was a member of the board of uh, that, you know. <laughs> I know I'm not allowed to say it. Uh, the image will take care of itself. But, um... I played the career women long before that, that uh, owner of the truck drivers, you remember? Uh, that I hope we show a little bit later. I think that helped me to be a good businesswoman. You see, pictures have given me all the education I ever had since I never went beyond the fifth grade. Uh, no formal education whatsoever. And I, I used to have to read scripts and then look up the words in the dictionary how to pronounce them and what they meant before I could learn the lines. And and that's good, too. And yet you, you, you haven't, it seems to me, ever, uh, in all your various playing of these career women, uh, being a, an expert businesswoman, you're still such, such a complete woman, so very, very feminine. Have you never found yourself thinking, watch it, you're, you're getting tough, watch it, you're getting hard? No, no. I saved that for the screen. I'm sorry. Uh, I was born a woman, and I hope I will always remain one. And I think women are here to stay. I'd like to be part of that uh, group. Let me tell you a tale about a place you can go. There's a whole load of people I think you should know. There's T.P. Sam, the candy man, blowing on his fire as hard as he can. Smiling Carrie with a beautiful face Walking around bringing peace to the place Super skinny Neil's just dancing till dawn People passing out while he screams Come on! Uncle Bill checking if we're alright He passes on the joints but he stays up all night At Orchardton Life is a festie you know how life seems so unreal Now Andy and Sarah, their love ain't no riddle They're fanning the fire with a fancy fiddle And sweet Christine, she's left her paints to chill She's cooking marshmallows on the fire on the hill Precious pumpkin's gone and dropped her load Baptized with glitter, wouldn't you know And Tinker Tom, he's just strutting along Lighting all the candles on a midnight lawn Cause at Orchardton, 
Joff and Charlie in their seeing so starry. They're getting down with the cream of the barley. Crazy Christine, she's cooking with dreams. The full moon cafe's more than it seems. With peacocks and geese and a pig with a belly. We watch the fire, cause it's better than telly. Just a few miles down the road from CD. Come on and pack your bags, you're coming with me to Orchard Town. life is a festive. At Orchard
and a two and a one, two, three, hit it!
a short while ago you gave a <clears throat> quite a long press conference and, and I wonder, does sometimes facing, prying or unfair questions uh, bother you? I is it an ordeal? It's not an ordeal. I, it's become now uh, rather comic because um, everyone in England says, how old are you and how much money do you have? And how many times have you been married? So I expect it and I'm ready for it. But uh, there are other countries you go to that uh, they don't... Can you say give a damn? <laughs> how old you are and how much money you have. They like you for what you are. And the power of motion pictures is so tremendous that no matter what country you go to, they know you. You've lost the... You don't have to go through that sound, the language barrier. They, they, they know you from the screen. And, and it's wonderful. I'm sure you must get very bored by the, the constant fiction that you and Bette Davis are positively daggers She'd drawn. She'd kill you if she heard you say Bette. Her name is uh, Betty, Betty, she I'm will sorry. say. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's, a, it's an anglicization of her name, I think. I know. Uh, funnily enough, on this subject, I've always thought that Barbara Stanwyck was probably your closest uh, match on the screen. Have, have you felt this? Well, actually, I have tremendous respect for both actresses. I, I uh, enjoyed doing Baby Jane so much. And uh, she's a fascinating actress, Betty Davis. Um, I've never had time to be friends with her because we only did the one picture, but Barbara Stanwyck and I are very close. She's one of my warmest, dearest friends. And I'm delighted that you think we are a match on this game. Can I ask you, it seemed to me that in the film Possessed, uh, one of the greatest moments in that was when you...
drunken island, like a drunken island she she looks on me. She sits like a broken arrow, like a frozen sparrow. She she falls asleep. It is happening. It is happening. It is happening. What is happening? She. Glacier like a velvet razor She, she falls asleep It is glistening It is glistening It is glistening She is glistening She don't wanna stick it out Don't wanna stick out She don't wanna check out She don't wanna check out She don't wanna stick it out Don't wanna stick out
Anne Blythe in Mildred Pierce gave you a few very nasty, stormy moments where she tells you that she's going to leave you, you're not good enough for her anymore, and you have this tremendous confrontation on the stairs. Did, did you like her? Uh, uh, well, obviously you must have done, I'm sure you did. But how difficult was it for you both to generate such hatred in that moment? Actually, when I had to slap her, and I waited and waited, the director didn't say cut because he saw me sobbing so much. And I, I put my arms around her and I said, darling, did I hurt you? That's all I could say. In Sudden Fear, which is one of my favorite uh, movies that, of yours, there's a terrifying moment where you're hiding from Jack Palance, who by this time, the, the, the cards are down. He's a murderer, you know this, and you're hiding from him in this flat, in, in a little wardrobe, in a little closet. And he's put a little clockwork toy on the floor, and it heads right in your direction as you hide, palpitating in the shadows. Was this uh, a long scene to set up? It seemed to me to have a, a, a very difficult setup from both a lighting point of view and also from your facial expression. I think, uh, actually, we took two and a half days to shoot all the scenes in the wardrobe, we call it, we call, call it a closet. Um, uh, with that one light, uh, there was no ceiling in, in the set. Um, the door was open, as you know, this much, and only one baby spot was on. And I would move into it and out of it, and, and, uh, but it took an awful long time, and I had to hold that...
Your father made fetuses with flesh licking ladies while you and your mother were asleep in the trailer park. Thunderous sparks from the dark of the stadiums, the music and medicine you needed for comforting. So make all your fat fleshy fingers to moving and pluck all your silly strings and bend all your notes for me and soft silly music is meaningful magical the movements were beautiful all in your ovaries all of them milking with green fleshy flowers while powerful pistons were sugary
Thanks, good night. Until next week at the same time, good night.